welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. It may very well be that those who tune into our broadcasts are already aware of what the gospel message is all about. Some may have heard it for years, starting as children in Sunday school, and they may know all about the problem of sin in our lives and the plague that it has been on mankind and its destructive effects on people. They may know how that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, how that he went to the cross to suffer for sins, as a substitute for guilty sinners, and they may know that by trusting Christ, they can receive the forgiveness of sins and have peace with God. Well, all of that would be wonderful if they possess all this knowledge, but the question remains, have they come to Christ for salvation, or is there some doubt or hesitation? Are they procrastinating? Are they putting it off for a more convenient time? Well, today's message by evangelist Mr. Peter Ramsey addresses those very people. The gospel call is an urgent one. It's not one to consider later on down the road. It's far too important for that. Satan is on our track. We have no more time to lose. Please keep listening as Mr. Ramsey speaks about the fact that now is the accepted time and the Bible says that now is the day of salvation. If what you hear convinces you to act now, it will have been a half hour well spent indeed. I am very thankful that I know where I will be a hundred years from now. No question in my mind. It's all settled. I have good sleeps at night. The most important base is covered. A lot of people are trying to score a home run in life. And they're running, but they've never made it to first base. It'll never be a home run because they've missed first base. You know what first base is? Knowing Christ as your Savior. How could you ever expect your life ever to come together with that big empty void in your life without Christ? And so our prayer is maybe already you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You say, what will it be like if I do? Will I get goosebumps? Will there be a laser light appear? Will there be anything physical? No, no. This is a spiritual issue. Just in the quietness of your heart, not between the preacher and yourself, between you and the Lord. The Lord is speaking. And the message is, I love you. I sent my son to die for you. Will you trust my son? and?" From your heart, you can respond. You won't break out in goosebumps. No one else around you may know. But you can do business. You can transact business for eternity tonight between you and the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. We then, Paul writes, as workers together with him, beseech you also... 
that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I think you know what that means. Now is the day of salvation. If I said, we are living in the day of technological advances, you would know that that wasn't a 24-hour period. The day of technology. You get the sense there that it's a period of time. And the Bible says, now is the day of salvation. And one final verse in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, and it's describing a horrible, horrific time. If people who were alive and remember 9-11 thought that was an awful day, 9-11 was a drop in the bucket compared to what's coming on planet Earth. I say that with deepest respect for those who lost loved ones in 9-11. But that was two buildings and a building in Washington, and another plane load in the fields of Pennsylvania. But in the day that we're going to read about, it's not going to be confined to a city or a town. Every part of this globe will be shaken, like an apple tree is shaken in the wind. If a mighty hand was shaking and the apples were flung off, there's a day of judgment coming. Verse 17 of Revelation 6, it says, For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Now is the day of salvation. We read it in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Now, now is the day of salvation. Or now is the day of grace. You understand the concept of now, now and then. Immediate, now, then is future. And the Bible says now is the day of salvation. Not then, but now. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. So this verse tells us that today is the day of God's favor. That's what the word means. Now is the acceptable time. Or now is the day of the time of God's favor. Or of God's grace. And that's what you've been hearing about. God wants to bless you. God is looking down with a heart of love upon you this evening. And you are not here by coincidence. God is tracking you. He knows exactly where you have been and where you are tonight. He knows where you've been in your thinking. And he knows what your thoughts are right now. It's no coincidence that you are thinking about things that are eternal. God is at work in your life. Now is the day of God's favor. God's right time is now. Satan's right time is tomorrow. See the difference? Maybe you are thinking, this sounds real. It sounds serious. It sounds like I shouldn't spend too much time thinking about this. I think the word of God is true, but yet you're not thinking about now. 
You're thinking about tomorrow. God's right time is now. Satan's right time is tomorrow. And people procrastinate and they say, well, this is, this is real, but I want to give it some more thought and down the road. Satan's right time is tomorrow. The day of God's favor or the day of God's grace or the day of God's salvation. Now is the day of God's grace. Then is the day of God's wrath. Those are the two verses we read. But I want you to think about now. Now is a day of God's grace. Why does God emphasize now? Because it is a day of his grace. It's a day of amnesty. Do you know what amnesty means? I had to look it up myself this afternoon. I had a vague idea. Some people, some older people say, I hope I don't get amnesia. Some younger people get it and suffer from amnesia. That just means clinical or pathological forgetfulness. Amnesia. Well, it comes from the same word, Greek word as amnesty. You know what amnesty is? It's legal forgetfulness. When the government is willing to accept you as you are and forget your record completely. Ronald Reagan in his reign as president of the United States, he granted amnesty to thousands of illegal immigrants. It was a day of amnesty. They were in the country illegally and President Ronald Reagan opened up a window of opportunity. If you come as an illegal immigrant and identify yourself, you will be granted amnesty. You will be granted citizenship. Nothing will be held against you. Your record will be forgotten completely. This will be done legally. It's a day of amnesty. My friend, this day is a day of God's salvation. It is a day of God's grace. It is a day of amnesty. He is inviting sinners, all those who have offended God by their sins. He's saying, if you come to me, I will pardon you completely. I will remember your sins no more. And you will be granted full status in my kingdom. You know, when the Lord Jesus, you can read about this in Luke chapter 4. The Lord Jesus went to his hometown of Nazareth. And he went into the little synagogue there, the church. and. On a Saturday, and he stood up to read, and he opened the scroll, and it was a book of Isaiah that he read from, and he was selective in his reading. He read in Isaiah 61, he said, the Spirit, these are the words he read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives. Maybe there's someone, oh, you're not captive in a foreign country, but maybe you feel like a captive by your sins, habits you can't break. He sent me to preach deliverance to captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And then he read, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord And he didn't read the rest of the verse. 
He just closed the scroll. Do you know what the rest of the verse said? To preach the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Do you know why he stopped and he didn't read that part of the Bible? Because when he arrived on the planet, he was introducing the age of God's salvation. The age of grace, the day of grace, the day of God's favor. The day of vengeance is down the road. But he came to die on a cross to shed his precious blood so sinners like Peter Ramsey could be granted full forgiveness and a possessor of eternal life and to be welcomed into the family of God and to be assured of a home in heaven. It's the day of God's grace. It's the day of God's salvation. The Bible emphasizes now, now is a day of salvation. Why does the Bible emphasize now? Because you know what opportunities have a propensity to do. Opportunities come, they appear, and then they pass. You have an opportunity to have your sins forgiven. You have an opportunity to be right with God. You don't know where you'll be next year. One night I told you about visiting a prisoner and uh, I got a note after I got home and he thanked me for the visit. I shared the gospel with him and he thanked me for the visit. He's serving a 400 year sentence, so he'll not be out anytime. He said, anytime you're down in my neck of the woods, drop in to see me. If I'm on the right side of the grass, drop in. I'm always home. I thought the right side of the grass, what did he mean? He meant that if I'm still living in the now, come and see me. But if I've entered the then zone and I'm under the grass, the wrong side of the grass, it'll be too late. You don't know where you'll be before Christmas. Now it's a day of God's grace, the day of God's salvation. God won't always be offering salvation. There's a window of opportunity. It's a day of opportunity and it is a day of salvation. My heart has been thrilled as I've listened to stories of people who have been saved. One lady told us her story. She was coming down the steps of a church and right there on the steps, she asked her friend, she was only nine years old. She asked her friend, why did Jesus die? And her friend said, for sinners. And that nine-year-old girl thought, well, if he died for sinners, then he died for me. That's God's salvation. The moment you appreciate he died for me. Oh, could, could you not drink that in and swallow it up? That's what the Bible says. It's all over the Bible. I don't know how you could read the Bible and not see that Christ died for our sins and make it personal. If he died for our sins, he died for my sins. That's why God emphasizes a now because it's his day of grace. It's his day of salvation. It's a day of opportunity. Why should you be thinking now? You know why you should be thinking now? We talked about why God is saying now, but why should you be thinking now? Because you are available. You won't always be available. You have a, a reasoning mind and you can grasp 
Christ as your Savior? Why should you be thinking now, now, now? Christ is available. It touches my heart. I have a little website and some people write in for some gospel material. And I sent out this package one day to a man. And a couple of weeks later, it came back. And it said, the package was returned, deceased. He'd written in, wanted some gospel material, but it got there too late. Deceased. Christ is available. Now, you are thinking about it. You may not always be thinking about it. You may be blindsided by a relationship. There's a hundred thousand things that could distract you. You know, this Satan does not say there is no heaven and there is no hell. Satan never says that. There is no heaven and there is no hell. He uses another H. It's not, he doesn't say there is no heaven and there is no hell. He doesn't say that. He's smart enough. He uses another H. He says, there is no hurry. You have time. God is speaking to you. And it's a very critical time in your life. There are biblical examples of people who responded now. Matthew, in the New Testament, he was sitting at his desk when Jesus called him. That moment he left all and he followed Jesus as a now response. Zacchaeus, Jesus was passing through Jericho. He realized this is his day of opportunity. He ran. He climbed the tree. And when Jesus called him to come down, he didn't say, I'm staying up for a while. Now he came right down from the tree and Jesus went to his house. He received Jesus joyfully in the now. Nicodemus in John chapter 3, you heard about him one other night. He didn't wait until the next morning. He went that night to the Lord Jesus. Anything could happen through the night. Why wait until tomorrow? Now I must see Jesus. The Philippian jailer in Acts, the night of the earthquake, he trusted Christ. Now, now. But you know, now will end. Then it will be. Then. Satan doesn't say not ever. Not ever. Don't think about these things ever. He doesn't say not ever. Satan says not now. Woody Allen, celebrity, four Academy Awards, 24 nominations. He spent the most of his years talking about life and death. And while he made millions around the world laugh, he was 72 years old when he told Newsweek magazine that while millions laugh, I lie awake at night, terrified of the void. More recently, Woody Allen said, I need to be focused. I can't really come up with a good argument to choose life over death, except that I'm too scared to die. I need to be focused on something so I don't see the big picture. A gospel meeting like this is a big picture. He said your perception of time changes as you get older because you see how brief everything is. You see how meaningless. He said, I don't want to depress you. But your life is a meaningless little flicker. Man, your life isn't a meaningless little flicker. Your life is a little flicker of time when you can trust Christ as your Savior. It's filled with meaning. The most consequential choices will be made in life. 
where you will be forever. He said, life is tough and brutal and grim and meaningless grind, full of heartache and tragedy accruing to nothing. I'm glad a Christian doesn't say that. In the end, he said, you realize that you're just a human being on the face of the earth and you eventually will expire. Everything has an expiry date. And then he said, it's terrifying. He said, I try to distract myself with baseball games or going to the movies or obsessing over the third act of my play. He said, you know, a lot of stuff that's annoying and puzzling and stimulating, but it's not terrifying. What was he saying? He's realizing that the now is soon going to turn into then. Then I'm going to be in a place where I have no control. Friend, we want to be faithful with you tonight. Christ is available to you. You could receive him personally as your Savior tonight. Now is a day of salvation. Second Corinthians 6 and 2. Behold, now is the day of God's favor. Now is a day of God's grace. Now is a day of God's salvation. What we read in Revelation 6. The kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Now Christ is available to you. He will not be available to you then. So we plead with you to receive Christ. Not tomorrow. That's the devil's time. Now. Yes, now is the day of God's grace, not tomorrow. Don't put it off another moment longer. Close in with God's offer of mercy today. Trust Him now. What are you waiting for? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken and a very warm welcome awaits you. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul.